0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, October 7th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? It is fall, my friends. Autumnal season is here. A-U-T-U-M-N-A-L. It was 45 degrees this morning when I woke up. The windows were open. I was shivering. Shiver me timbers like Long John Silvers. My goodness. I had to close the windows, throw on a cool hat. If you're watching the live YouTube stream, come on in. Welcome. What's going on? It's good to see you. I've done two different streaming videos today. One uh, this morning at about 8 a.m. I streamed some ragtime uh, and then another one right now, which you're watching live. I just haven't done that much. And I said, you know what? Like, let's connect with the fans. It's been way too long. Do we come to you live every week, the new Town Podcast? Yes. Do you always get to see my smiling face? No. And so I said, let's give the fans what they want. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hello to my friends in Pakistan, Hyderabad, Karachi, Khyber Pass, what's happening? Islamabad, Hyderabad might be in India. I don't know. We got to research that. Wordle today, if you haven't played it yet, you're going to want to play it. It's a pretty straightforward one. It's one of the largest countries in the Middle East. The largest country, in fact, after maybe Iran. I don't know which one is larger. Iran, I ran so far away. Flock of Seagulls, saw them at Summerfest. That's one of those things where I'm going to be 85 years old. And no one is going to have any clue anymore who Flock of Seagulls was. And every once in every five years, that song will come up on a radio or I don't know if we'll have radios, you know, in the year 2070, but someone will say, what the, you know, what the hell is this? And I'll say, Flock of Seagulls. And I'll be able to say, I saw them live at Summerfest 40 years past their prime. And uh, we did. Rachel and I saw them live at Summerfest. We were like seven shandies in, but you still saw them. It's okay. Uh, in the in the vein of uh, curse words here, thank you to our intro music, The Entertainer, played by yours truly, uh, written by Scott Joplin, which is what we were playing this morning on our live stream. If you missed it, go to our Instagram, queend, and check it out. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this show. Number one, we'll occasionally use some profane language speaking profane that was used in a jeopardy clue yesterday and don't let me forget i gotta watch for today i've been kind of uh, like a day behind lately uh lately rachel's been very uh not very but like somewhat interested maybe because the guy who keeps winning is uh holzauer-esque and she really hates him but she's been somewhat interested rachel if you're listening to this love you babe uh in watching jeopardy lately which is great because i don't know it's just like it's 20 minutes like I don't know. I think it's fun. Um, you you guess questions. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong, and that's okay. But we've been able to watch it together a couple nights this week since I got back from uh, my work trip. And I don't know. I just think it's fun. So that's number one. Number two, this, uh, this podcast is objectively terrible. Today, if you didn't know yet by the title, we are going to be listing our top 10 songs about work. W-O-R-K, not the not the woke W E R K spelling. We're gonna we're gonna go old school, and uh, our, our show is also unofficially sponsored by Howling Gourds Pumpkin Ale, twenty four IBU, seven percent alcohol by volume, brewed and bottled by Joseph's Brow Brewing Company. I got a hair coming out of the Samson Q two U series. That's pretty embarrassing. It's a long hair. It's it's dark. I tell you what, that's not my hair. I don't know anything about that, uh, but uh, San Jose, California. They shipped it all the way to Trader Joe's. I was at Trader Joe's on Wednesday night after work, and I very, very infrequently will I buy beer just straight up. Uh, That's just not something I do a lot of. Um, I just don't drink that much beer at home, frankly. Uh, if it's you know just kind of a casual Friday night like this, I'm typically having a bottle of wine with Rachel. Uh, otherwise, you know, summer good vibes. I'm throwing down like some surges from White Claw or just, uh, my, my whiskey, which I've got, I, I feel like a George Thorogood song here. I got one bourbon. I don't have a scotch, but I do have one beer, which is our Howling Gourd's Pumpkin Ale. So I'm two thirds of the way there, but I was at Trader Joe's and, and I went to the new one uh, we live in between two Trader Joe's right now. So there's the classic one, Lincoln Park Trader Joe's at Clark and Diversity, and then there's this uh, new age one here at uh, kind of by the Addison Brownline stop, Lincoln and uh, Waveland, if you will. And I've been going there recently because just frankly, it's it's a little bit easier to navigate. It's much less crowded. Uh, I can walk there, I can bus there, I can train there. So it's just kind of whatever I'm feeling that day. So I was there on Wednesday night after work. I got back from my road trip Tuesday night and I was there Wednesday night. I was thinking, you know what? I I want a fun fall beer. And I uh, knowing I'm going to make this purchase like once or twice this entire season, I had bought the Sam Adams like combo pack, if you will. It's got... I, it's been like um, you know three three weeks probably, uh so I had to go back and look, but I think there's like an Oktoberfest, a fest beer, probably a pumpkin ale, and probably something else, and I still have maybe half of that left, so there's maybe five or six beers in the fridge, but I was like, you know what i'm here let's top let's top it off, mostly because I had room in my backpack uh to accommodate and so I got this pumpkin ale, the howling gourds pumpkin ale i what I was really on the lookout for was the uh, Saugatuck Brewing Peanut Butter Porter, which I bought this time last year from the Trader Joe's down uh, in Lincoln Park. And that stuff is delicious. What what was crazy about that was I had bought the Peanut Butter Porter just on a whim, and I don't buy a lot of beer, especially craft beer. Uh, As much as I love craft beer, I literally came back well side side note here. Literally came back from a brewery half an hour ago. Uh I I've got kind of an unexpectedly free Friday night. Usually Friday night, Rachel and I cook supper, share a bottle of wine, watch some TV or a movie, go to bed, it's good stuff. I'm I'm flying solo this Friday night, so I was like and usually my Fridays are pretty chill with work. I'm not doing that much, frankly. Today was uh was not that way. Not that it was hard but i had i think 8 zoom calls today uh and i don't have to get into all of that stuff but basically i was just sitting there in front of my computer from about 8:30 until 3 just just dying just like what didn't have to think very hard but just physically had to be there uh which is it's rough on a friday so after that i went on the bike for 45 minutes caught the end of that amazing cardinals phillies game Game one of the, uh, I guess we're calling it the wild card round now. I don't know. Baseball playoffs have gotten so expansive. When I was a kid, and I know I'm coming in halfway in this conversation, but when I was a kid, it was three division winners and one wild card, and it was very cutthroat. Now, and they've changed, you know, Manfred has changed it a lot in the last couple of years with the pandemic and stuff, but even before then, um, you know, for a while they had the wild card game, which frankly I loved. Because you got your three division winners and you get two wild card teams, and you got to battle it out. One game, winner takes all. Winner goes to uh, the ALDS against the top seeded team. And you know that's what the Cubs did in 2015. They played the Pirates in PNC Park. Uh, people think of the Cubs, you know, that era as this juggernaut, but you know they were really only like the hot team for one year. 2015, they were this just kind of up and coming. You know, wild card team, second place wild card team. The Pirates were ahead of them. The Cardinals won the division. Cubs were relying on the likes of, uh, that was Jake Arrieta's uh, Cy Young season. Starling Castro was an important part of our history. I think most people out there have forgotten that Starling Castro ever existed, but he was still like in the core in 2015, which is hard to believe. Um I don't. I got really far deep into this rabbit hole. Oh, MLB playoffs! I was on the bike after my Zoom calls ended. I saw the Cardinals lose in shocking fashion. They dominated this game. They were up two to nothing on the Phillies going into the ninth, and they proceeded to give up six runs. And I watched the whole thing unfold. I was. I'm, I always get my channels lined up when I'm on the the, the exercise bike, uh, next door, where I've got. You know, usually a sports game and then Food Network, if it's going to be like diners, drive-ins, and uh, dives, and then maybe Shark Tank or something. So today I I had Shark Tank on National Geo lined up, and then there were two playoff games going on. Uh, The the earlier game was the Cardinals and Phillies, uh, which I've been talking about. The later game was the Mariners and Blue Jays in Toronto, and the Mariners shut out the Jays, actually, which is uh, surprising. My GarageBand cut out and I don't even care to go back and get it exactly right. So I'm just going to jump back into the baseball conversation. Uh F U GarageBand been been with you for 247 episodes or whatever and you're still giving me crap. What I'm trying to say is the other thing the MLB did away with, uh not just the wild card game no longer exists cuz now they have three wild card teams. Um but they also got rid of the uh game 163, the tiebreaker. So if you tie, For the division uh, at the end of 162 regular season games, rather than play a winner-take-all game, and then the loser presumably uh, in years past would go play the wild card game, which I thought was amazing. Like You get two shots to get in. They did away with uh, the game 163. Now it's just tiebreakers, which is just frankly really boring and i think the you know the mlb kind of uh, their chickens came home to roost this year on game 162 the final day of the season which was this past wednesday october 5th uh there were no games that mattered and i'm not just talking about like playoff spots but literally playoff seeding Nothing came down to Game 162. So they're they really like to hype up Game 162. They'll do it where they start all the games at the same time. And they got totally boned this year. Which is fine with me. I'm not I'm not a an MLB fan from a gigantic organizational perspective. In fact, I sent out a bitching tweet earlier that I think is up to like at least half a like, if not one like. Where I was, you know, I was watching that Phillies Cardinals game on the treadmill, and we were literally thirty to thirty-three seconds in between pitches in the later innings. And I know that's not new; I, that's not. I, it's not my first baseball game, but there's just so much emphasis right now on speed of play and making baseball more watchable. And I suppose you know MLB knows what they're doing by getting rid of the wild card game and expanding the wildcard teams from two to three. You get more fan bases involved, more markets involved. Like, okay, I get it. But it also means they – so we're going to do three games, two two or three games in this first round. I guess what they're calling the wild card round. And then I think it's still best of five in the division round. But frankly, I have no idea. I'm very unplugged from all of this stuff. And then you get best of seven in the championship round. And then you get another best of seven in the World Series. And we didn't even start this stuff. Today was the first day, October 7th. I remember when the Cubs won the World Series, I think it was November 3rd maybe, and it felt extremely late. And now I'm, I, the World Series could go till like Thanksgiving. We're going to have to choose between the World Cup or the World Series, only one of which features international teams. The World Cup is a whole other Pandora's box here on the Town Podcast. We've, we've existed for one World Cup before, 2018, which would have been right smack dab in the middle of my Baltimore tenure. And if I recall correctly, 2018 was a Cinderella run by Chechia, only to be uh, uh, grounded and eventually defeated by France in the 2018 World Cup final. Did not check any of that. Let's go to Google and confirm. So what was my prediction? France over Chechia, US for a score. I'm gonna say 3 1. I really have no idea. I think I watched that final in a hotel room. They must have been somewhere, let's see, where were they? I think in Europe, maybe, because it was about six hours ahead. Russia, I'm gonna call that Europe. Um, I remember watching it in a hotel room, I think in Philadelphia perhaps. But uh I'm pretty sure Czechia had like a Cinderella run. Let's see. We're on Wikipedia here. The final. Okay, France 4 to 2 over Oh, shoot. Croatia, not Czechia. That's embarrassing. I had the C right, and there's probably soccer fans out there who have been calling for my head the last 60 seconds. I do apologize. I'm about four drinks in here. Uh it was 4 to 2 the final drink. Speaking of four uh four drinks in, uh, I mentioned this uh, but I went to a brewery and it was called Burning Bush Brewery. It's at Rockwell and Irving Park, just north of Irving Park. They're right by uh, just half a mile north of Lane Tech prep. And it's a fun little microbrew, but what and this isn't I shouldn't say but it was it was a nice time. What really surprised me was excuse me, the whole thing was just flooded by parents and toddlers. Anywhere from like six months to two years, no no newborns and no one that was clearly older than about two years old. It was the exclusive spot for that. I don't know if they have a Facebook group organized or just a weekly hang. And it didn't, you know, it was no skin off my back, but I was just shocked. I mean, I, I understand you get into these more like trendy, you know, 30-something neighborhoods, like that's bound to happen, but there were just so many of them. There had to have been at least 15 toddlers in this brew hall and, you know, no more than 50 adults, including myself. And so I, I'm just not used to that. Like I went to, I don't remember what day we recorded last week. I think maybe Saturday or Friday. But we went to two different breweries last week in Minneapolis. Surly Brew Hall, which I think we mentioned. But then the second one I went to was Fulton Brew, uh, Fulton Brewery, which is uh, what I understand to be a very like old, classic, quintessential Minneapolis experience. Both were amazing. Neither one did I see kids. So I, I don't know. Maybe it was because it was a Friday night. I don't know. But I had a great time i mean, uh I'm not usually a huge, a huge like beer drinker just generally. Not because I don't like beer, but because I don't know. I'm just like it. it I guess I've. It, for me, I guess what it comes down to is like I've been spending a lot more time by myself in the last two weeks, and a brewery is one of those things where you can like go, you can bring your book, you know, you just have a good time. You get to try new things, taste new things and uh do maybe do a little bit of people watching, checking on your phone, tweak your fantasy lineup, like it's a good time. Uh and so I just, you know, with the pandemic and not traveling much for work, I just haven't gotten much of that. And the last 2 weeks it's just popped up a little bit. So, um yeah, I've been been trying some new things, but all all the beers I've had have been good, man. I haven't been taking any big risks, but uh the Fulton ones I had. Let's pull. Let's pull up Fulton. I'll give it. Give a list to you. And I promise for those of you who tuned in for uh, our top ten work songs, we are getting there uh, before very long. And I had one other story I wanted to tell you, uh, but then the three I had at uh, at Burning Bush, a very you know, Exodus themed beer or, or brewery today so i'll give you burning bush first because that's the first link that popped up so i first i started with smooth serpent which is an ipa 7.5 percent. and packs a punch a refreshing blend of citrus notes and hop bitterness this ipa has a smooth but sneaky hoppy bite remind you of anyone so i started with that second i went to lion's den 7.1 abv hazy ipa this delicious hazy ipa is packed full of tropical pineapple and citrus notes kind of like the uh dull pineapple plantation every once in a while in the last like two weeks i just kind of have an out-of-body experience and remember that rachel and i like went to oahu planned out the whole thing had a great time nailed it got back safe and sound like we, we fucking killed that vacation, man. Apologies for my language, but, I mean, I'm someone who likes to travel, and I think Rachel likes traveling, too. I have more experience than she does, but at the end of the day, we were just, like, going out there, and who knows what's going to happen, and we ended up, like, nailing it. I'm really proud of us. And it might sound really stupid, but, like, you try to go to, you know, Hawaii for a week and, like do amazing things every day and stay under budget and, like, get drunk. I don't know. It's harder than it sounds. Uh, finally, I finish up with a pumpkin spice ale, which doesn't have a description yet, but its, uh, uh, it's subtitle is a pumpkin slash yam beer. Yams for sweet potatoes. There's a whole other uh, discussion or debate for you. I'm not going to get into that today. It's more of a Thanksgiving episode. So, Last Sunday uh, was—I'm just going to give a brief rundown of this, I promise, and we're going to hear from our ads, and then we're going to go into uh, the—well, there's another very quick story i got to tell you. It's going to be a long episode, perhaps, and then uh, our top 10 work songs, because I've been working a lot lately. So last Sunday uh, was—there's a lot. It was action-packed. I picked the perfect Sunday to go to Minneapolis— I was there for a conference, and I got to visit with uh, grandmother and grandfather of the podcast, Sally and Dave Furness, who've both been on the show, believe it or not, uh, back in season one. And so I got to go down to Elbert Lee Saturday, help him out with some stuff, walked halfway around Lake Chapeau. If you don't know about carp hunting, go uh, YouTube search carp hunting furnace, you'll find it. Uh, iMovie at its best. Shout out to Walter Furness for putting that together. However... I had to get back to the Twin Cities Saturday night because Sunday morning was the start of the Twin Cities Marathon. Two, three blocks from my hotel, so I had to check it out. It was a good time. And then after that, I'm like, uh, hey, Vikings in London. This is a huge saying. Vikings had played in London once before, I think. But we're playing like bitter rivals, the Saints, who... Okay, let's be real. Like, 13 years after Bounty Gate, is it quite as intense as, you know, Sean Payton and Favre and Breeze? Like, no. But you go to the fan base, we still, myself included, absolutely hate the Saints. I have no – there. there's nothing in me that's like, oh, well, it's it's been long enough, like a new coach. Like, no, I you guys suck, and you really didn't show any remorse for it. I mean, just paying at an organizational, institutional level, paying human beings to try to hurt other human beings is like there's nothing in me that is like, oh well, I get it from this perspective. Perspective, like, no, that's just really terrible. And I've shared that with people, and they're like, well, what if it was the other way around? Frankly, if. There was some scandal where the Vikings got caught doing that. I would not hesitate to be like, okay, let let me like become a Bears fan now. I wouldn't feel bad about that. Um, The the urge within me to want everyone to treat everyone else with like love and respect and kindness is way stronger than the fact that my dad is from Minnesota and told me to be a Vikings fan. Like it's really really simple. Anyways, they're playing the Saints. I was severely disappointed. I uh, you know, I loved my time in Minnesota, but one thing that really uh I just couldn't I couldn't figure out. And if there's anyone listening here from the Twin Cities or familiar with the Twin Cities area and and Vikings bars, please please do send us a message cuz it's not going to be the last time I'm in Minneapolis for work. Um, or the twin cities for work. send us a message, uh Again, Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. Again, this Beantown, Beintown Podcast at Yahoo.com or visit us uh on Twitter at Beantowncast. Um I could not for the life of me, and this is I think ninety-nine percent because it was an eight thirty AM Central Time game in London, I could not find a bar or any sort of establishment that was open. You know, downtown Minneapolis, like a lot of large U.S. cities, or I think large cities in general probably, um, the downtown area is very much a business, financial, legal kind of center of the city. There's not very many people who live there, and understandably for businesses, there's not going to be a lot of businesses that are open that early. But I just, I really thought that like, literally being half a mile from us bank stadium where the vikings call home you would have one or two bars at the very least in the kind of central downtown area that were like all in on dude it's eight thirty. it's london which was a big deal the nfl was really hyping it up and i frankly i was excited for it i'm very thankful that they won because i would have been really sad the rest of the day if they lost uh, but I couldn't believe that there were no bars, and I'm sure there were if you went out a little bit from downtown and like obviously there were bars in the Twin Cities area that were showing this game, but there was nothing. I literally walked up and down and up and down all the blocks um i and i this wasn't like a spontaneous thing. I had been researching. Google search, best bar in uh, downtown Minneapolis to watch the Minnesota Vikings game. And I got, you know, these 10 results. So I'm like, let's check out this one, Close. Let's check out this one. Oh, now it's a Packers bar, stupid. 8th Street Grill, I got my eye on you. Let's check out this one, like demolished by something else. Um, Just, I don't know. It was uh, mind-boggling to me. I recognize that Chicago is whatever, like seven times larger than Minneapolis, but I feel like if I stayed at a hotel in downtown Chicago, if the Bears are playing in London and the game started at 8.30 a.m. Chicago time, I could find a bar in downtown Chicago. Do I know off the top of my head? No, but I could find something. I don't know. It was just kind of frustrating. Whatever, what ended up happening, I went back to my hotel room at like 8:45 in the morning i've been already been up for three hours at this point because i woke up and worked out uh so i drank some beer joined family chat copyright and watched the vikings game eventually they won so all is well that ends well the end of the story i'm trying to tell is eventually i went to fulton brewing at three beers and uh gosh it feels it literally feels like 10 minutes. It's probably been like seven or eight since we told you the beers I had today at Burning Bush, which reminds me of our Exodus episode, which you do every Easter. That's honestly one of my, my, one of my pride and joys. Whatever format we deliver it to you, being able to talk about the Israelites and the, the Egyptians and the pharaohs and the let my peoples go and the 10 plagues, that is a highlight every year for me. I don't have a lot of things in my life where I have like very much in-depth specific knowledge. The Bible is one of them, although not everything, but more than the average person. Uh, you know, music is another one, sports another one, but that's pretty much it for me. Not technology, not science, not history, not uh Yankee candles, you know. So, that's a fun show. Okay. Fulton Brewing, I have no idea if I'm going to be able to remember. Basically, I went there, and I started – so I went there after the Noon Games ended. So I would watched the Vikings game. I had watched the Noon Games, and then, the, you know, there's like three or four three, 3 p.m. games, Central Time. And I was like, I'm not going to just sit in my hotel room and watch all these games back to back to back. I wanna go out, I wanna experience something. So let's go to a brewery. It was, you know, twenty minute walk from my hotel room. I said, okay, let's do it. Um and in classic Quinn fashion I get there and eventually, not right when I got there, but eventually trivia starts. I've never heard of a place running trivia on a Sunday night. This was not planned. Uh I didn't I didn't actually participate. In fact I I so I heard that they were starting trivia essentially this place, I'm sitting outside on the patio. I hear they're starting trivia. It's inside. So I go inside, I grab a table. So it's like, I can either go, I can either stay outside by myself and like watch a game on my phone and drink my beer and read my book, or I can go inside and like play trivia and still watch a game and still drink my beer. So I'm like, let me go inside And the lady, granted, I never approached the trivia host for like a sheet or anything. But I came in during the first round of questions and was never like approached about, hey, do you want to play? So I just played internally and I would not have done well. I probably, you know, out of eight teams, I probably would have gotten fourth or fifth, like knew my fair share of questions, but was not anywhere close to contending. Uh, So I did that. I watched the Packers-Patriots game, which was not sexy. None of those 3 p.m. games were. The Packers won in overtime against a third-string quarterback from Western Kentucky, Bailey Zapp. Z-A-P-P-E-Z, as the uh, British would say. But while I was there, I drank a lot. I had had uh, a beer in the morning during the Vikings game, then a beer in the afternoon, and then three beers in, uh, at this brewery. And that was all on the back of a coffee and a bagel from Caribou Coffee at about 7.45 in the morning. So I was, uh, I was feeling it, which was fine. I was happy to feel it. But what did I actually have from Fulton? And I thought I was going to be able to remember, but I'm looking at this list right now, and I'm like, I don't know any of these beers. So I really thought I was going to be able to give you a recommendation about or for going to Fulton Brewing. I'm honestly looking at all of these drinks, and I'm like, none of these names sound familiar to me at all. I feel like I'm going crazy. Usually I can look at a you know, tap list or tap room list and be like, Oh yeah, I've had this, I've had that, like that was good, no, that was just okay. I just looked at the list that they have on their website right now, and I'm quite honestly saying I've never heard of any of these. I don't this was literally last Sunday, five days ago. I have no recollection of saying any of these as i ordered the the year rounds lonely blonde 300 i think i had a 300 i've never seen 300 but i think i had a 300 so let's let's put a let's put a uh you know a uh whatever in that one uh moon howler a hazy ipa maybe it's kind of spooky sweet child of vine a little Axel Rose action. There's some spritz craft cocktails. No, I just want beer, Northern Standard. Sounds like something I would like, but I don't know. We are really deep in here on Fulton Brewing. Anyways, I had a good time. They have a nice outdoor patio, a nice indoor space as well. I promise you won't be disappointed, so don't let my like very neutral say, or uh, recommendation turn you off in any way. I loved it. Even though the Packers won, I loved it. So that's what we got for you. All right, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors. And then I'm going to tell a very short story, and then we're going to actually talk about our top 10 work songs. If you can believe it, it's already – that's hard to believe. It's 8.08 p.m. I haven't had dinner yet. I had a bagel at about 7.30 this morning. That's it for eating today. Uh, And I'm very hungry. But time is just kind of slipping, uh, which is OK, you know, because I'm just I'm having a good time. I'm talking to the fans. I'm on the YouTube stream. Hello to YouTube. Hello to Pakistan. Um, but just kind of I, I don't know. Today was like work, working more than I'm used to on a Friday. um, And it's a very spoiled thing to be able to say. But I was like, I worked all that. Then I walked two miles to this brewery about 40, 45 minutes was there for about an hour and a half, two hours, and then, you know, rode the bus back and stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like eight oh, eight ten p.m., and I uh, haven't eaten yet. And it's just like we got to, we got one thing after another. We got to try to accomplish here. So let's uh, very quickly say thank you to Home Pride Oregon. If you need your home inspector in Central Oregon, you got to trust the experts. Called Steve at five four one four one zero. O oh, three one six again, that's five four one four one oh, maybe five four, whoa, five four something five five four one four one zero oh, maybe I don't know. Here's what you guys should do go to com. That's right, I think it's five four one four one oh, three one six, but I don't have my phone in for me, it's over here charging. Um, and I have my notes in here for our top ten list, which we're going to utilize in the second year. Hard to believe we made it to minute thirty-four without actually checking the list, which is the subject of today's show. But that's how it goes sometimes, especially when I've been drinking. When you need to home inspected, call the experts. Uh, you, they do a double insurance, plumbing, heating, cooling, and roofing. My dad, his name is Steve. He'll get you taken care of. And I was talking to. Good friends of the show, been on before. Ryan Austin Ligon and Kristen English. Uh I was at their house Monday night. Their brand new house is beautiful. Their dog, their cats. All that good stuff. Um they said, "Oh, they we were looking at houses, but some of them were like, we're We're going to accept the bids without, you know, or while waiving the home inspection requirement. And I was like, dude, good on you guys for holding firm. You want that home inspection. A guy like Steve is going to come in there. He's going to say, this is good. This is bad. Do this. Don't do that. You need to fix this. That's going to save you thousands of dollars. I'm not joking. Call the experts, Home Pride Oregon, 541 410 0316, or visit homeprideorgan.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection, perfection. I also want to say thank you to our good friends, the Samson Q2U series. We talked about Exodus a little bit earlier in the show, but here's all you really need to know. When God speaks, He uses the Samson from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. And don't forget Esther, the Israeli queen. She was probably a babe, but we don't really know. Uh, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And, of course, cuts by cue uh, when you need a fresh do something snappy and new, whether you're in Northwest Indiana, Chicago, uh, the greater Chicagoland area. I'll, frankly, if we're being real, I go up to Saugatuck. I'll go up to Milwaukee. I'm happy to travel. Uh, when you need a fresh juice, something snappy new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, we're going to tell a quick story, a precautionary tale. P R E C A U T I O N A R Y. Boom. I was cooking soup on Wednesday night. I had gotten back Tuesday from a very long road trip, which you all are very familiar with at this point. And I was just like in the mood. I mean, I had been eating so – look, I was gone for eight days, okay? I had a lot of McDonald's. Um, In fact, I, last Tuesday, this is ten days ago already, I was driving from Chicago to Indianapolis – and I stopped, you know, halfway between Chicago and Indy. Uh, I was driving in Bloomington, actually. I stopped halfway for breakfast and coffee. I had not had any coffee. It's like 6.30 a.m. I'm like, let's get some breakfast. Let's get some coffee. I stop. I walk in because I needed to stretch my my legs. My knees do not do well in the car these days. And they, I was doing the online order on the uh, – not an online order, but like I was ordering at the kiosk, so not with a real person inside the store, and it was very confusing, completely perplexing, if you will. And I ended up with four sausage McMuffins, and I look, I'm gonna pull pull back the curtain curtain here and be completely real with you guys. I had all four sausage sausage McMuffins, and now you're saying like, oh, that's bad. Like, don't do that. It's a ton of sodium. 100% agree with you. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, no, that was shitty. But that's what I bought because of the confusion with the kiosk. To, to let you know there was some sort of buy one, get one deal. And just the way things were displayed on the kiosk was not clear. And we're talking a matter of $1 or $2 here on the work card. So there's no financial implications to this really. But, yeah, I had four, and then I didn't have anything again until dinner with uh, our fantasy football expert Hunter Bolin, a friend of the show who uh hosted me it, that was the one good thing about this road trip there were some good things, but I got to have dinner with hunter and have you know sleep at his house on his couch, and uh, got to see Grandma and Grandpa, grandparents of the podcast, and then uh good friends of the show Ryan and Kristen, like got to see all three of them on one trip that's amazing. Um, but the point I was trying to make is, yeah, I ate really shitty, like a lot of carry out that Sunday after I went to the brewery, I had so much Indian food. I just about exploded samosas, chicken, uh, either tikka or marsala I don't remember. And then non n a a n. you might not think of. Indian food, when you think of downtown Minneapolis, I think of there's no place to open except for like three spots, and one of them is Indian, so let me have it. And I did, and it was amazing. I ate so much. It was awesome. Um, The very original point I was trying to make is that I ate unhealthily, and so Wednesday night, my first day back at the office in a while, I was grocery shopping after work at the Trader Joe's, where I bought this uh, howling gourds beer, and I was just like, "You know what I really want?" I think I was inspired by the Indian food uh, Sunday night where I had just a shit ton of rice and chicken and just sauce. I was like, "You know what? I don't need anything fancy." I don't need anything crazy high in sodium. I just want, and I'm going to use the term again, and I apologize for my language, but it's the only way I can convey it, a shit ton of, like, rice and chicken and broth and veggies. Like, just give me all of that stuff. And so I literally made a, a DIY soup and chicken. Uh, it's just two cups of brown rice, uncooked uh, brown Two cups uncooked, so like you know, two three and a half uh, cups cooked, whatever. But then the soup is just chicken broth, butter, cream, onions, celery, uh, other stuff. I'm forgetting. What are the three main veggies? We have onion in there, we have celery. There's peas, frozen peas. There's no pepper. There's another main. Uh, It's it's like three main veggies. I'm really upset that I am, excuse me, forgetting this. Onions, celeries, carrots, of course. Good for my eyesight, my carotene levels. So we got onions, celery, carrots, frozen peas, half and half, chicken broth, thyme, T-H-Y-M-E, salt, pepper, parsley. It's quite honestly, the simplest recipe you could make chicken with vegetables and rice basically. And I was just like, I mean, I hadn't, I had not cooked in a long time. The week prior to this last one, I was, well, okay. So this road trip took a Two weeks, essentially. I left on a Tuesday morning at like 4 a.m. I came back on this past Tuesday at like 7 p.m. So that's what happened this last week, and that's what I was doing the week before. The week before that, this all feels like it happened the last two weeks, but it's almost been a month. Week before that, I was in Toronto. Week before that, I was in Kansas City. So, and these aren't long trips like this last one, but just... Just long enough to kind of disrupt your routine. Like I haven't had, a, I have not had a routine lunch uh, since maybe July. If not like May, it's been a long time because there's just been a lot of different things going on. Um, not really in a bad way, although I've had more 7-Eleven sandwiches than I care to admit. They call it the Italian job. You have your sandwich roll, the bread, and probably two different kinds of meat, ham, and I'm going to guess Genoa salami, maybe pastrami, and then a mayonnaise-based something, unclear. And then uh, what really brings it together are the uh, banana peppers, I don't, I, I, I don't know about this. I'm not a nutritionist. I need a friend of the show, Molly Morello, on here, Rachel's former roommate. Good friend, very kind person. Uh, she's a nutritionist. Banana peppers, are they going to give you that zing you're looking for, Z-I-N-G? Because whatever 7-Eleven puts on these, they've got a zing. Um, I don't think they're banana peppers. Here's what I think they are. When you order a Papa John's pizza... What are the little, uh, what are those called? Those little green things. Little green. We're doing a Google search for those of you listening, not YouTube searching. Little green peppers. I want to say Jardinera. That's absolutely not right. I know what Jardinera is. Um, and this is terrible because I'm going to be like listening tomorrow and I'll be like, obviously it was this, um, you, but you get it, uh, you get it from like Papa John's when you order a pizza. It's not a jalapeno. It's not a serrano. It's uh, okay. Let's Google. I do apologize for those of you who figured this out, you know, months ago. But I want to get this right. Okay. Insider.com from 2017. There's a heartwarming reason. <sighs> We're so behind. We got 36% left. Uh, why every Papa John's comes with a pepper from 2017. Pepper, pepper and sino. Pepper and Pepper and c maybe. Kind of the same thing. It's an American, no, that's salami. Pepper and C-no is what I want. Pepper. Who would have thought we could go on a 10-minute tangent on peppers. I did, but I've been hosting this show for almost 5 years. So, okay, Pepper and C, no. This is a learning moment. You come to the Bean Town podcast to be entertained, but also honestly what I really want like if we're being completely real for 10 seconds. I would love it if you came to the show and you learned something new alongside me each week. And if you learn something new each week, then you've learned, if you've been listening from the beginning, you've learned 250 new things. And the fact that I've been able to bring that into your home, your car, your earbuds, whatever, I think that's pretty neat. If not, that's okay too. Uh, Pepper and Scene, no. It's a generic Italian name for hot chili peppers, specifically some regional cultivars of the species, whatever, you know, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family genus species. I still remember that. Like most peppers, the fruit is green or yellowish when young when and ripens to a red color. Okay, so they... You know, we would always have them with Papa John's. They'd always be green, so I guess they would be young, young green pepper and I don't remember why we got on that tangent in the first place. What we did, I can't change that. But we're also at forty-seven minutes. This is a just a. This is the ultimate. Quinn had some drinks, and we're going to start recording podcasts. And there was a thing. There was something we were supposed to get to. And so maybe this deserves more time. Maybe it doesn't. I think in an ideal world we would, you know, dive deep into this top ten list with our uh, special mentions and stuff. But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give it to you raw, R A W, and you can uh, take it or leave it. Because this maybe It's not our sexiest top ten list. It's not our most exciting, excuse me, double burp power rankings. And we haven't even talked about the Chicago Marathon. That just popped into my head. I'll mention that here before I forget. And then I promise we're getting to our top 10 list and then we're going to end. Because one, we're at 33%, two, I have to pee so bad. Three, but if I was just recording, I would go pee and I would come back. But we're on YouTube live That'd be embarrassing. Three, uh, I have to, I'm so hungry. It's 8.22 PM. I had a bagel this morning and that's it. Uh, I'm struggling right now. Uh, But I did want to mention the Chicago Marathon 2022 is in uh, about 36 hours here. And I've only spectated the marathon like once, maybe twice. I'm pumped uh, because the first time I spectated, my brothers ran it. Brothers, hashtag brothers, the podcast, Walt Furnace and Jack Furnace. And it was like, it was a fun thing to do. And I was in college, so I wasn't like super young or anything, but like probably a freshman. Uh, and I was just kind of like, oh, this is cool. But now with someone who's run it twice before and uh, just, you know, feels very connected to it. I'm really excited to just like go see it and like cheer people on and. I'm gonna go see the you know the front runners and stuff. I encourage you to do the same, and I told my class that last night too, like go see it it's this is like a major cultural thing uh this is one of the this isn't just like oh yeah, this is our city's neighbor or our city's marathon like this is one of the top marathons in the world. I do encourage you to go check it out, okay, you saw it from the title of the show. If you're listening, if you're on YouTube, welcome. These are the top 10 plus honorable mention songs about work. And I know it took us 50 minutes to, to get here, but we've just been working a lot. I've been working a lot. I was on the road for the last eight days, and then I came back for a couple of days, and now I'm here. Rachel's gone. She's not here. You can look around the room on YouTube. She's, she's not present. She's at... Uh, at her parents' house in the suburbs uh, watching, I don't know, Handmaid's Tale or Bachelor in Paradise. I'm not sure, but hopefully I'm having a good time. She's not here. She's, she was working a very long day in the suburbs. Someone's got to support this family. So I thought, you know, earlier today I was writing, uh, not writing, I was literally sitting here looking at Zoom, and I was like, what can we do a show about that people are going to relate to? And I said, let's do we do power rankings all the time. They tend to be slightly more consequential. C O N S E Q U E N T I A L. I think someone can check me later, after I sobered up and stuff. Uh, consequential. But I was like, let's talk about the ten most important songs about work. So here's uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna blitzkrieg through this in an ideal world. This would be the focus of the episode, but really it's coming at the end. And it's just going to be uh, the way it was. Hashtag Harry Styles. I don't know if he played tonight. Uh, actually, no, he didn't. There's a Bulls game tonight at home versus the Nuggets, and I almost went. The reason I mentioned Harry Styles is because he was supposed to play last night at the United Center. He's playing like five shows. He postponed it due to illness and Rachel is supposed to go on Sunday night with her sisters and knock on wood, hopefully they're still going, but I have no idea. And the uh, I was weighing my options of things to do tonight. The Bulls versus nuggets, preseason, basketball is like a $20 ticket. I was like, maybe I'll go to this. I don't know. I don't care. But then I was like, you know what? Let me stay slightly closer to home and actually like go see or experience something that's actually new to me. Because going to see the Bulls at the United Center for preseason would be fun. I would have a good time even by myself, honestly. But it was just like, you have to go all the way down there, you know, take the Ashland bus, walk, come back late at night. And I was just like, I don't, I'd rather just like get this podcast and have some supper, uh, not pay 20 bucks for a beer or whatever. So. That's how it worked out. And now we're here. But we're going to go very fast through this, I promise. So, again, our top 10 list, the top 10 songs about work, then we're going to end it at the hour mark before then, uh, if earlier, because I have to piece so bad. So, number one, uh, or excuse me, our honorable mentions. These are songs about work, the working man. The nine to five grind, all that good stuff. Our honorable mentions, we have three of them. We have Money for Nothing by Dire Straits, which uh, the fans of this show are very familiar with because I did an acapella cover of it. One of my greatest achievements in Beantown Unplugged history. Uh, it's kind of a, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, kind of a, uh, Not specific song, ubiquitous song. That's not the right word. Ubiquitous does not mean that. Uh, But you can fill in the blanks. But I figured, you know what, it's close enough. Uh, Number two, Taking Care of Business by Bachman Turner Overdrive. I just posted on my Instagram story about two hours ago about Michelle Bachman. If you had on your bingo card today for who's going to post an Instagram about Michelle Bachman, Quinn Quinn wins. So if I was an attorney, I could have a billboard that said Quinn wins. And frankly, I'm not gonna be an attorney because I know exactly what law school is like and I'm just like, yeah, fuck that. So apologies for the language, but that's completely how I feel. If you don't come to the Beantown podcast to get, you know, hidden, veiled feelings. You come to get raw, firsthand experience, and that's a hundred percent what I'm gonna give you. Uh Chain Gang. What who is that by? Chain Gang by uh the guy who sings in Animal Farm. Is that right? Uh Sam Cook. Is that his name? Chain Gang. That's her other honorable mention. If I if I did a good job of preparing for this show, I would have said, Yeah, it's by this person. It is by Sam Cook. So those are those are honorable mentions. If you've never seen Animal Farm, go check it out. Okay, so uh top ten list of songs about work chosen and cultivated specifically by yours truly. At number ten we have Manic Monday by the uh is that by the go go's frankly I get the go go's and the bangles confused. And that's really because of a uh, Michael Scott joke, The Bangles. It's by The Bangles. There's a joke in uh, The Office, whatever season, where uh, he makes a reference to Our Lips Are Sealed. And he's like, oh, yeah, great song by The the Bangles. And that's actually by The Go-Go's. And it's funny. It has comedic value. But in turn, I always get those two bands mixed up. And I don't know enough about them to be like, yeah, okay, this is obviously this one, this is that one. But speaking of uh, collaborative bands, one other... So there are two things I was considering doing tonight that did not happen. One was the uh, aforementioned Bulls game. The other was at the Chicago Theater was the B-52's Farewell Concert featuring KC and the Sunshine Band... And tickets for that were like seventy five dollars, and I was for honestly for a hot second, about 10 a.m this morning, I was like, "Oh, this might be interesting." But then I was like, "You know what I'm gonna know a quarter of the songs it's gonna be fine, but to just go all the way downtown by myself is not gonna be a thing. So I did not go, and I'm gonna pause this for the you or for the uh audio listeners. I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Uh, Dude, nature calls sometimes. We've been at this for an hour, which is hard to believe. Uh, Speaking of nature calls, I've never seen Ace Ventura. We just weren't shown it as kids, uh, nor were we shown Ace Ventura 2 and uh, nature calls, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, and Ace Ventura 2 uh, nature calls. I don't blame my parents I'm not upset about it. I probably will never see Ace Ventura. I don't really. I don't know what happens in Ace Ventura, other than obviously Pet Detective. Like, I get the concept. I I understand Jim Carrey. I have no idea what actually happens in the movie. That's okay. Okay, so we said uh, number ten, Manic Monday. Number nine from Sheena Easton, Nine to Five, ha- or uh, parentheses, parentheses Morning Train. My baby takes the morning train. He works from 9 to 5 all day. That's morning train. And it's featured in not one, but two Seinfeld work sequences. The first one where Kramer gets a job with uh, uh, Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N, I believe, uh, some sort of investment company. He stumbles upon it because he's in their office building. They're using the bathroom. He's washing his uh, hands, and uh, employees rush out. They say, old man Lehman is uh, really upset this time or something like that, and he goes into the conference room. Next thing you know, he's got a job. The second time is when George, played by the uh, incomparable Jason Alexander, works for Play Now, and when he's first hired, he's, you know, Sheena Easton's playing and he's taking the, uh, handy. He, he thinks, excuse me, he pretends that he's handicapped for one reason or another. And so he takes the, uh, the chair lift up and he's dancing with his cane and stuff and everyone loves him. But Sheena Easton is featured twice, almost lazy, if you will. Um, to be the same music feature twice in two different montages but late in the show but that's what it is okay number eight a hard day's night guys i'm just gonna tell like it is and uh, you can rip me into shreds in the comments if you want that's fine i'm not a beatles like you know live or die kind of guy I'm not like oh if you don't like the Beagle the Beagles the Beatles then you are just trashed me. I could take it or leave it. It's just an iconic song. It was the name of, I believe their first film. That was that was a crazy thing about movie or uh, music in older times. Like there were movies that were associated with it. It's just kind uh, of weird. Hard day's night, Beatles. It was a thing. Uh, number seven, a big. I'm a big personal fan. Jim Croce and the Car Watch Blues. I've had this song on my iPad iPod for the longest time. Shout out to hashtag mom of the podcast, Jane, for sending me her iPad, excuse me, iPod Shuffle. I haven't used it for two years, but I still have it. It lives in my backpack, and it's ready to go any time, And one of the songs you could find on there would be Jim Croce's Car Wash Blues. About a man who is in prison and feels like he should be uh, working a higher paying job. But uh, he's down with the grunts working the car wash. Number six, one of my favorite all-time songs, we have The Pretender by Jackson Browne. If you don't know The Pretender, I really do encourage you to go listen to it. It's good piano, great message, uh, just a good song about working and getting old and just what are we doing here. Uh, I don't know. I love The Pretender. It's easily my favorite Jackson Brown song, and he's got a lot of amazing tunes, but that's just one that is just every time I listen to it, I can't help but feel very plugged in and connected to it. And I appreciate that about The uh, Pretender. Number five, we're going Donna Summer. She works hard for the money. I'm going to be, I pull back all the curtains here. I wasn't that familiar with the song before I really researched it today. It's got the quintessential 80s bass line with, you know, kind of like the organ synth going on. And it's exactly what you think the song is gonna be. It's great for a music montage. It's Donna Summer, I mean, she works hard for the money. It was a song where I kind of I kind of knew what it was before I listened to it, but I couldn't tell you the last time I actually like listened to that entire song, and so I actually listened to it and uh yeah, I mean it's it's top billing. it's everything it deserves. So that's Donna Summer. She works hard for the money. Number four, now we're getting down to it. We're going back to Seinfeld a little bit here. But again, the theme is work. Number four, Morning Train by Sheena Easton. Wait, didn't we already do that? Oh, gosh, this is embarrassing. All right, there's going to be a huge uproar because I misread my notes from eight minutes ago. All right. If you made it this far, here's where my apologies come. And I don't know what's going to come of this, but here's what I'll say about this. Uh, This is just me being four drinks in. And that's as simple as it gets. Sheena Easton, Morning Train is the Seinfeld. There's two, Kramer and Jason Alexander. And that's what I meant to say. Uh, And that's Morning Train. We know the song, yada, yada, yada. Number nine, I said nine to five. That's Dolly Parton, my friends. And this is no shade, no disrespect to Dolly. I love Dolly. Uh, And I'm a big fan of nine to five. And that's number nine on our list. There's no disrespect to Dolly whatsoever, and hopefully there are no hard feelings. So whether you're Dolly Parton or Sheena Easton, doesn't really matter to me. You both made it to the top ten list above Dire Straits and Sam Cooke. So you're doing something right. That's the extent of my apology. Because it wasn't really neglecting anyone. It was just misreading something. don't feel that bad about it okay we are down to the nitty-gritty here we are at three two one which is good because i'm at uh 13 on the macbook and that's about all we can handle number three i'm gonna get some shit for this but this is just how i feel working man by rush they call me the working man i guess that's what i am boom Alex License, sick guitar solo, Neil Peart on drums, rest in peace, and on the bass. What more could he ask for? It's a working man. It's Rush, it's Canada, 9 to 5, mm. he's working. He's working that bass, but he's working our hearts too. I have nothing else to say. You could say, oh, well, you get nothing else to say. It should be number one. Well, there's a lot of good songs about work, so Working man, Rush, I love it. You could be number one in my heart. I just, I had to make a list, and there were some tough choices. So that's number one, for or number three for me, rather. Number two, we have an old throwback here, and I first learned about it because of the person who's responsible for number one. There's a little tool, or excuse me, a little... Uh, teaser for you I don't know why I couldn't think of that word Number two Working in the Coal Mine by Lee Dorsey If you ever wanted to hear about Really great like Rhythmic syncopation Lee Dorsey is where you wanted to go to um, It's a great song Hopefully you know it If you don't You're going to want to check it out Working in a coal mine, down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, I do sit down. And of course, Huey Lewis covered it. It's a great tune. It's got really good syncopation. Uh, it's just an all-time classic. It's the, the ultimate like working man's theme song. And that's by Lee Dorsey. Go back to the '60s. Check it out. You won't forget it. And then number one. Here we go, an hour and six, seven minutes in. I mentioned Huey Lewis before. Guys, I'm a big sucker for Huey Lewis. It's just the show. That's who we are. I love Huey. Is Working Man by Rush more impactful or money for nothing or whatever than what I chose as number one? Maybe, but guys, this is my show. Number one, Working for a Living. By Huey Lewis in the news. It's a very kind of unassuming Huey Lewis song. Is it a bigger hit than, you know, a lot of his like, you know, deep cuts? Yeah, of course. Is it bigger than, you know, Power of Love, I Want a New Drug, Hit to Be Square? Absolutely not. It's very much kind of in that halfway niche zone. And that's totally fine because it fits the bill of what we're going for. Working for a Living by Huey Lewis. How many songs are there with a kick-ass electric harmonica solo? Unless you're a big Weird Al fan, you're probably not going to find that in most places. And that's what you get out of Working for a Living. So that's our top ten list. My phone is on the other side of the room because I had to go plug in my MacBook Pro. So I don't have the recap for you, but you all heard it here live. So what did I'm not going to be able to give you the exact top 10, but who did we hear that was in our top 10? You should listen to these songs if you don't know them. We have Working Man by Rush. We have Working in a Coal Mine by Lee Dorsey. We have Working for a Living by Hugh Lewis and The News. We have 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. We have Morning Train by Sheena Easton and a whole bunch of others. Uh, uh, She Works Hard for the Money by Donna Summer. There's a lot of others I would encourage you to go check out. Special mention to Money for Nothing by Rush. And uh, there's a lot of others that we already mentioned. I would encourage you to go listen to them. If you are ever feeling held up or pent up at work, definitely go check them out. All right, that's what I got for you. It's been an hour and nine minutes. I am extremely hungry. It's 8.45 at night. I had a bagel this morning. I'm ready to have supper. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was a lot, but I really appreciate your time and your willingness to check out our show. All right. Most importantly, I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay sane, and I will check in on you next time. Bye, everyone.